Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Welcome to Inspector Gadget on Money FM 89.3. I'm Shazad Haq for the workday afternoon. Now, the Tokyo Olympics are just over a month away. July 23rd is when they start. And many of us could still be working from home on some days of the week. And I guess many might want to be watching the games live at home as well. A certain Joseph Schooling comes to mind. Uh, so today on Inspector Gadget, we talk about how to get tech ready in terms of visual, audio and even connection to get the best out of the Olympic Games. We look at all of that coming up next when our resident Inspector Gadget expert, Christopher Lim, digital editor from the Business Times, joins us. Inspector Gadget with Clarissa Montero and Christopher Lim from the Business Times with Money FM 89.3. So, as promised, Christopher Lim joins us here, digital editor of the Business Times, on how best we can enjoy the Tokyo Olympics. Christopher, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me as usual. And, well, we have to talk about this because not everyone will be as lucky as you, I think. Will you be covering the Olympics on site? <laughs> I will indeed be going uh, to Tokyo a few days before the opening ceremony. And, yeah, I'll be, I'll be commentating there. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. Okay, well, the rest of us will be stuck here. So we need to make sure that we're set up properly so that we get the full experience. This is such a, a different one, isn't it? Because of, of COVID-19, we've already had the Olympics delayed and we're not going to have any crowd in the, in the stadiums, in the venues. Pros and cons, I guess. I, I suppose you could really, really pig out at home. You could get really messy and, and, and hardly wear anything. I guess it's, we can't say that on air, what, what exactly you'd be wearing. But, <laughs> but yeah, you could really, really just uh, melt into the couch and make sure that you have, I guess TVs are obvious. Aren't you? you better have a good TV ready. There's so many ways uh, these days, of course, of watching any sports event and getting yourself in, in tune with things. Um, people are watching the, the European Championships on devices and all that. Now, I'm a little bit more old school. I kind of like watching my, my sports on, on TVs. Uh, I, I suppose as a, as a digital guy yourself, as a digital editor, you're quite happy watching it on devices, are you, with sports? Yes, however, I, I will say that there's no such thing as a screen that's too big. I think this is a huge <laughs> misconception. Get the biggest TV that fits in your space that you can afford. Of course, don't spend too much. Uh, don't spend more than you can afford. But if you can afford it, don't be worried about the size as long as it can physically fit in, in your space, you know, on your wall <laughs> or in your cabinet, whatever, whatever your space is. I, I know for special sports events, uh, like for instance, the European Championships are on now and the World Cup comes every four years and even the Olympics, people even go to the extent of getting projected screens uh, and you know as you say go big or go home yeah the thing is I, projectors are great in the sense that well when you're not using them to roll up the screen and all that the problem is a light pollution so mm. what the thing about sports events and all that sometimes the the programming could happen at, at weird hours of the morning so it's fine if it's dark but what if it's bright yeah yeah if, when it's bright actually you want a really bright TV screen to fight the sunlight or whatever it is that's coming in. Mm. I like bright TVs myself, big bright TVs. So, so maybe tell us a bit more of, of the kind of TVs that you'd recommend. Uh, I mean, we're talking 4K minimum resolution, that kind of thing for, for the TVs? A absolutely. So uh, we're talking about sports here. So resolution aside, yes, I think 4K is a minimum, assuming that the service you're using mm -hmm. to, to watch Olympics on supports that resolution. But even if it doesn't, your TV will upscale uh, whatever 
source you're feeding it to to 4K. So I so I still think there's benefit in getting a 4K TV. What's even more important is the refresh rate, yeah. which basically determines how smooth the images are. So imagine you know a, a football game or really something really fast paced. You don't want a runner or a pole jumper. Mm-hmm. Or, or any sort of sportsman smearing on your screen. You don't want it to be him or her to be a blur. You want to make sure you can see you know, the ball or, or the person moving across the screen discreetly. And that's where you want, preferably, a 120 hertz refresh rate, which is, is something to look out for in the spec sheet. So aside from size, you know, which is you know how many inches, aside from resolution, mm-hmm. uh, she's like, you mentioned 4K, I absolutely agree, 4K yeah. is a minimum. Refresh rate, so I'd say get one that supports 120 hertz refresh rate though again caveat is not all services may support that refresh rate but it's really good to get if you care about sports and if you're worried about any sorts of sort of smearing on your screen from uh, a low refresh rate I mean, this is. I mean, this is new to me. I, I've never heard about refresh rates. I, I guess I'm normally on the other side of the TV, so I don't have to worry about that so much. But uh, do most TVs already come with 120 or not? Or you have to really kind of search around. That's a, that's a good question. So if you are buying a TV today, many mid-range onwards, uh, mid-range TVs onwards mm-hmm. will have a, a 120, yeah, a, a good refresh rate, but not all of them. So again, here's the thing, she's that pricing, which applies to computers as well. You can find a computer for $1,000. You can <laughs> always find a TV for $1,000. But somehow, she's that hmm. the TV you want is always <laughs> several thousand dollars more than Of course that. it is. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that? Okay, yeah. so talking about prices, okay, give, give people a sense yeah, of, of pricing. Yeah, that'll be good. So look, let's look at LG's uh, 2021 OLED TV range. Look at the G1 series. So 55 inches, 4599. Wow. To be fair, okay. this is, to be fair, these are OLED screens. Right. Uh, the difference being that the blacks are really black. So contrast is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good contrast and black screens really help when you're watching in bright sunlight because then the image doesn't get washed out. Right. Also, it also helps when it's really, really dark because then the background stays completely black and doesn't become this strange, hazy gray. Right. So that's the benefit of OLED TVs, but OLED TVs are not cheap. So I mentioned 4599 Singapore dollars for the 55 inch. Yeah. It goes up to 12999, so $13,000 wow. for wow. the 77 inch. Yeah. Again, these are not entry-level TVs. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about LG's OLED TVs. But then again, you get everything there, the refresh rate. You know, they're 4K, 4K OLED screens. And these will be relatively future-proof. So again, impression is that, let's talk bedrooms. Because yeah. I, I don't have a lot of space in my, my house. But I have a 55-inch screen TV in a rather small bedroom. People Priorities. Think, too big. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it, come on. It's fine. So again, 55 inches is not too big for a bedroom. For a living room, hey, you can go bigger than that. If you can afford it, if you're comfortable with it, don't be worried. Of course, when restrictions permit, Mm. maybe you can go out and and see how comfortable you are getting close to a big TV screen. I think you may be surprised how comfortable you might be with the newer generation Uh of TV screens. You actually brought up a quite interesting point in all of that. Uh, When you talked about watching in the daytime and how the light, you know, from outside could affect um, how you view the screen because usually with these world-class top events like the World Cup and and all that and even the Olympics, they're not normally in our time zone. Now we're in Japan this time, we're only one hour ahead. So we're going to be watching a lot of stuff 
during the day, during the afternoon. I know people are working from home, but of course they'll be tempted to do that. And so you don't want your viewing pleasure interrupted by sunlight coming from outside. Absolutely. And that's where you want to make sure that your screen is bright, you've mm. got good contrast. I remember when Joseph Schooling won his Olympic gold, I was in the office uh, watching, uh, doing my best to, to do work, but also what. <laughs> When he was on, on the last 50 meters on the, the, the butterfly, I have to admit, I stopped doing work. Of course we I all did. <laughs> I, I screamed and then I cried yep. in the newsroom. So, but but you'll you all be at home this time. You don't have to watch on a tiny screen above, you know, somewhere else. <laughs> Get a big screen. Uh, but the key thing is, what service, Chase, do you have any idea what, what services we, we might need to subscribe to or, or watch? Is, is YouTube, will the Olympics be shown on YouTube? Yeah, I think they'll be on YouTube. I think, you know, uh, Olympics is one of those sacrosanct sports events that is on free to air um, for, for everyone so there's no there's no pay option you know like there is with some other events so I think that, that that'll be good it makes it nice and accessible for everyone so you know o- online and, and, and frankly it'll be on TV so I think it'll definitely be free to air and she talking about joys of schooling I was luckily enough fortunate enough I was in Rio at the time and in that venue so uh, we got to see that up close and personal. Unfortunately, this time, I don't think we're going to be allowed to move around in, in Tokyo so much. Let's talk about uh, sound. <laughs> I mean, we've got the visuals sorted mm. out, but the sound. Now, of course, the atmosphere is not going to be the same uh, in Tokyo as it was in, say, Rio. Um, but we still want to get that the nat sound, as we call it in, in commentary, the natural sound and, and everything that comes around with an event. So most built-in TV speakers don't necessarily give you the optimal sound quality. So we're talking sound bars. So, so tell us a bit more about how we can you know, work on the sound part of it. Yeah, so I recommend sound bars as, as a good starting point for most people, unless you happen to have the space, the inclination to have a multi-speaker setup. Mm. Sound bars are great because modern sound bars sort of simulate uh, surround sound. So if you set it up properly, actually, it will sound like it's bigger than it actually is. You know, there, there are a whole bunch out there. Price-wise, they start at, you know, $100. They go up to several thousand dollars. The difference besides the volume and ability to handle room size would be uh, also the, the level of simulated surround sound. So yeah. more expensive sound bars, such as uh, the Sonos Beam, the Sonos Arc, Sennheiser's Ambio uh, speaker system, uh, or Creative Sonic Carrier, all of these sort of simulate uh, having multiple, multiple speakers all around you. But actually, you know, if you don't want to spend too much, $100, $200 for a basic 2.1 or 3.1 soundbar system with maybe one or two satellites uh, will be a very audible improvement over the built-in speakers in your, your TV. Because again, the reality is, as TVs get flatter and flatter, there's physically less space mm. to build speakers into them. Yeah. So it's a matter of, of space, and, and bigger is better, all things remaining equal when it comes <laughs> to speakers. We are talking to Christopher Lim, digital editor of the Business Times, on how best to watch the upcoming Tokyo Olympics in the comfort of your home. You mentioned earlier, of course, that uh, the, the people will be looking at social media uh, and, and watching it uh, on the move, perhaps on their devices, uh, or, or even at home on the internet. So your home network has to be right up there. Otherwise, you're going to be quite irritated, aren't you? Absolutely. So if you are going to, if you're planning on watching the Olympics via YouTube, any other streaming service, uh, make sure your router is up to snuff. Mm. Uh, uh, you, you don't want you, you don't want any juddering or you know or, 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 or worse still the screen freezing at a, cru- a crucial moment. So if you are on the fence uh, ab- about you know upgrading your router or your, your router or and its repeaters or your mesh system has been on the blink, 
get that sorted out. I mean, we've talked about it last week, but mm. really, the, it, it won't cost you an arm and a leg in the sense that, say, 200 to $300 will get you a new router system easily, something that should cover you know, the, the average HDB apartment. Right. Uh, so really, we're talking less for less than $500, you, will get, you should be able to get a really rock-solid router or even mesh system. Any recommendations in particular? I like to point to Google's Nest Wi-Fi as a good starting point simply right. because it's tiny. I, I use it myself. And it's also fuss-free. That's also the downside. So there are not many options for you to tweak, but it's great for most people because it's tiny and it gives you good coverage. Uh, when I say tiny, it's about puck size. It fits in the palm of your <laughs> hand. Price-wise, remember, right, the core unit it's, is uh, 299 for the basic transmitter and then about 200 bucks, something like that. For So with, for less than 500 bucks, you have a one router transmitter and one satellite unit for less than 500 bucks. Well, and you, that should get you sorted. Well, that is a, a very good way of ending things. Uh, we've now, I think, got a very comprehensive way of uh, how we're going to view these Olympics, how we're going to watch them in comfort and in spectacular uh, visuals as well. I have Christopher Lim, digital editor of the Business Times, telling us what we need tech-wise to enjoy those upcoming Tokyo Olympics in the comfort of our own homes. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been very informative. Thanks, Shazad. I'm Shazad Haq for the Workday Afternoon. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.